Um, speaking of uh, events, and, and Erica, last week and Jack, um, you know, we had a conversation. Thank you. And Charlene Mitchell, if you're listening, I want to thank you again. Um, we had a wonderful conversation, a very interesting conversation on what's happening at the Livernois and Seven Mile, or Livernois between Seven and Eight Mile. And businesses are literally closing because of all the construction that's taking place over there. I took that and I uh, kind of wrote a blog that's posted on my website, leadgroupinnovation.com. But then I also contributed to a piece in Cranes Detroit. And on the phone, I have on the phone Mr. Kurt Nagel. He and I contributed to this piece. He wrote it. Uh, I contributed to it. And we're going to continue the conversation on what's happening at Livernois between 7 and 8 Mile in this thing called construction. So, Kurt, how are you? Thanks for calling in. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, Mark. How about yourself? I'm doing just fine. And in that Good. article, I, I went on the Crane Detroit Facebook page. It's been shared, I don't know, several times. You have so many likes mm-hmm. of the article. Uh, kind of give us your perspective uh, on on what you found. That, you know, this show we like to focus on solutions, but kind of why mm-hmm. did you, why did Cranes decide to 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 cover this story? Well, we decided to, to cover this story uh, early on when um, the city sort of laid out its um, strategic neighborhood vision, um, this big uh, 130-plus million-dollar plan um, to energize neighborhoods uh, and districts outside of the downtown area. Um, this uh, Livernois Avenue Fashion Strip was sort of the, um, the pilot, sort of the marquee, um, project for that vision. Um, it's a $17 million uh, streetscape plan um, that uh, that's going to completely reimagine um, th- that uh, business district um, without the median. Uh, the median was ripped up. Um, but one thing that uh, city leaders may not have foreseen um, is the negative impact that this project um, would have on the businesses there right now. Um, and, and that's what we're seeing uh, play out uh, as, as we speak. Um, as you alluded to, you've um, talked to several business leaders in that area and several businesses, um, and they're struggling yep. right now to, to, to get patrons through the door, to, to get cars you know, brave enough to... <laughs> To actually drive down Livernois because they, they still do have uh, um, uh, one lane in each direction open. But you know, I was down there just yesterday, um, and I'd be lying if, if I uh, if I didn't say that it, it's kind of a mess down mm. there right now. Mm. Yeah, go ahead, Jack. So what? The, so what's your take on that? I mean, how does a city? How do you? I mean, obviously, as part of the neighborhood revitalization plan, you've got to build those urban core for businesses, make them walkable type communities and with all the amenities that go with it. And that's how those businesses thrive. But obviously to do the construction is going to, is going to create disruption. So what's the, is there a solution? Uh, I did read in the, in the piece about some of the kind of stopgap measures the city's taken, but maybe you could elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah. So the city, um, it is doing several things. Um, so when I was walking around yesterday, I, I saw some of those things. They've got, uh, you know, different, uh, the signs like sandwich board signs and, 
uh, banners up to sort of remind uh, motorists and pedestrians that these businesses are open. Um, there's also uh, free parking that's uh, advertised down there. The, the, the city um, partnered with, uh, I think it was five property owners who had lots in that construction footprint. Um, and so temporarily, uh, th- those are going to be opened for free parking for uh uh, for patrons who want to come and uh, do business uh, on the Strip. Um, there's also sort of a, um, a resident-led rally around these businesses. There's a uh, cash mob. The uh, first one took place on Friday, um, and the plan is to have one um, on the first Friday of every month until, um, uh, until uh, November or so. Um, and uh, so, so there's a few things that, that are in place to sort of alleviate some of these difficulties. Um, that being said, uh, nothing's going to, <laughs> to, to be a mend-all uh, in this sort of situation. Um, but basically the message from, you know, the city has been, hey, just hold on for, um, for a few more months because your prize for persevering is going to be a brand-new, shiny, you know, $17 million streetscape, and it's going to be a great place to do business once that is finished. We are right. talking to Kurt Nagel. He's from Crane's Detroit Business, and we're talking about the whole Livernoian seven-mile stretch between seven and eight-mile, the historic avenue of fashion, my old neighborhood. I grew up over there, um, and it's interesting. You know, a lot of there's a lot of investment that's taking place, and when it's all said and done, it's going to be beautiful, but there are some issues right now as it relates to businesses struggling to survive. And, uh, and he and I contributed on a piece this week. If you want to read it, go to Crane's Detroit. You can go to the Facebook page. It's posted there. You can also go to the uh, Twitter feed if you have Twitter and just you know type in Crane's Detroit. And you can check out what uh, he wrote. I contributed to the article. We talked to businesses to get their perspective. And quite candidly, a lot of them are struggling. So, Eric, I'll turn over to you for a question for Kurt. Well, not a question, but I think both you and Kurt are being rather um, <laughs> nice as it relates to the situation. I had to go over that way last Sunday to pick up a cake for my daughter's open house uh, last Sunday. And I have no plans on going back in the area no time soon mm-hmm. based on all mm-hmm. of the construction and things of that nature. Because it's such an inconvenience that once you get out of the area, you don't want to come back anytime soon. And I'm not Mm -hmm. sure, you know, what the plans were as far as the time framing of doing this project, because I think they put the boulevards in not too long ago, and then now they're taking them out to make it more convenient. Is that isn't that the case? Hey, Kurt, you you know the timing. Uh, Why don't you 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 know you you wrote the timing in the in the piece? Yeah. So so for the timing of this specific project. Um, initially, the city said it would be delivered, done um, in November. Um, in uh, uh, the piece on Crane's Detroit from last week, um, we got an update on that construction, and it's going to be delayed. Mm. Um, the, the reason for the delay is um, heavy rains, obviously, made for less than ideal construction uh, conditions this spring, um, and there were also difficulties with uh, utilities when they were ripping up the road. So now they're saying that um, the street and one side of the sidewalk will be complete by November, but um, the full project won't be complete until uh, next spring, uh, spring 2020. 
um, where they're going to finish the other sidewalk and then do some uh, smaller, less impactful stuff like you know landscaping, uh, bench installations, and bus stop installations, and, and that sort of thing. When you were down there yesterday, and I'm going to Barnell and, and Jack Riley have questions. Feel free to chime in. But I want to ask you, when you were down there yesterday, if I recall it, I believe it was Jazz on the Avenue yesterday, yeah. and it was customer uh, appreciation. Was there more traffic down there? I mean, when I say traffic, was there more pedestrian traffic, people shopping, or was it still kind of sparse? You know, Mark, honestly, I was a little disheartened to see that mm. um, there weren't as many uh, patrons, uh, people walking the, the, the avenue as I thought there'd be. Granted, I went late uh, afternoon, maybe around 5 or 6, so maybe some of the um, traffic had died down at that point. But, you know, I poked my head into Narrowway Cafe. I, you know, I saw one person uh, uh, enjoying a drink there. Um, and, yeah, there, there wasn't um, the, the type of traffic that I was hoping mm. hoping to see. And, you know, that's I guess that's expected when uh, – um, you've got this really high impact construction and, uh, you know, to the previous point, people see that and they have to wait <laughs> for a light for 10 minutes and they, they don't want to come back to that area. Um, it's just kind of, uh, the, the, the consequence of the construction. Um, what I would say to that is I would encourage people to go to that area, um, not because of the construction, but sort of because of the construction in the sense that these businesses really, you know, they need help. They, they need people, they need shoppers, they need patrons. Um, and so I would really encourage listeners, uh, if, you know, they've, they've got a trip set up or they're planning to do some shopping, um, deal with the inconvenience if you can and, and go, go support your local business. And I apologize. I have to get down there and check out the construction that you're talking about. I haven't seen it recently. Um, I know living in Royal Oak, and I'm on the art commission in the city of Royal Oak, the construction there for a while was no one wanted to go downtown. Everybody wanted to go around. And now that the parking structures are up, things are much better. They also have bikes that take people around with the little cargo things so you yeah so you can sit in those so i don't know what do you think the solution is just sending people down there to shop and park a little bit away and and walk to the stores yeah i would i would say so um uh, for for my part when i went um yesterday it didn't take a whole uh too much time to to uh to find a spot um they had Parking on um, um, Outer Drive, right there uh, at the intersection, Livernoy Outer Drive. They had parking along Outer Drive, which usually um, they, they don't have. You're not allowed to do street parking, um, as far as I'm aware. There, um, but there's signs scattered throughout uh, that immediate area that says free parking. Um, so it's my understanding that um, really the city is just trying to uh, make it as convenient as can possibly be to park and to come down and frequent those businesses. Um, so, yes, it is a mess, but um, it's also not impossible to park your car and go shop. I, I was able to do it pretty easily yesterday. And, and I understand there's also shuttle buses running from some of the parking areas. Is that correct? Yes, there are uh, a couple of shuttles um, that the city launched uh Actually, yesterday was the the uh, inaugural day for the shuttles. I saw um, I saw them in, in motion, and they, they actually looked like a lot of fun. There was uh, music blasting on 
on one of them. I'm not sure if that was just because of the Jazz on the Ave, um, but uh, the, the plan is to have those shuttles in motion um, every weekend until uh, until uh, the the winter arrives. Um, so there's you know that's another um, uh, another resource. Uh, that the city has sent out to try and um, help out the situation there. Does, does the business district have a website that they can advertise? No, actually they don't. They they, they, they have the, it's a Facebook page. Mm, okay, and, and, well. Uh, that, they go to the work. Facebook, the Liverdoy of Fashion, or Avenue of Fashion, because I had him on the show last. We had on uh, Dolphin Michael, who's the president of the, the association over there. They mm. don't have a website, but you can go to their Facebook page, for all the latest and greatest in terms of upcoming events and the information is all shared there. Maxine, my engineer, just gave me a note, and I don't know how true this is, but essentially what she said here on, an, on another show, uh, they, it was suggested they were going to do shuttles from U of D, University of Detroit. All right, I know you, the younger people say University of Detroit, Mercy, I'm still old school, still with D to me. Okay, but let's get the official date, UDM, and Mary Grove on Saturday. So there was going to be some type of... Uh, I guess shuttle services going on weekends on Saturdays from UD, from UDM to Berry Grove College on Saturdays. Vincent, you've been very patient on 19 a.m. Superstation. What are you thinking? Good afternoon to um, yourself and to your co-hosts and your guests. Thank you. Um, it is my understanding that the businesses along Woodward, when the uh, Woodward Quarter was torn up and uh, revamped, that those businesses received stipends. Is this? If it's true, would they be doing the same thing for the businesses along Living Noise? And I'll hang up and listen, and thank you so much. Thank you, Vincent, for the call. We appreciate it. And Kurt, I know uh, that several people have asked me that question. I know there was a meeting, uh, uh, early, I guess, last Wednesday or Thursday with the city. Do you know anything about Vincent's question about stipends for the businesses? As far as I know, that is not part of the plan um, uh, at this point, and uh, it's not being discussed. Um, by the city, uh, the business owners and uh, Dolphin Michael, the president of the Avenue of Fashion uh, Business Association, um, they've expressed uh, a need for um, uh, for money uh, for um, uh, stipends to sort of um, lessen the impact that they've experienced. But uh, the city has come back and said, we can't do that. Um, here's what we can do, and that's signage, marketing, uh, shuttles. Uh, they've also got um, a plan for uh, liver noise soup, mm-hmm. which is sort of a spinoff of the concept of Detroit soup, where um, once a month uh, um, uh, residents and business owners uh, gather at a specified location, um, and they engage in sort of a uh, in, an initiative to try to raise uh, money for um, th- that business, but um, the, the city is not uh, providing funds directly. And, Kurt, I'm going to ask you one final question. We'll let you go. I appreciate you calling in. Uh, my final yeah. question is, I know you're going to stay on top of the story for Cranes Detroit, and just feel free to reach out to me. You need me, of course. But when we talk about the Midtown construction that took place, I was fortunate. I was asked to call into another radio show, show earlier this week, Charlene Mitchell, uh, based on a story in Cranes. And and I know that there was some discussion about how the Midtown Detroit Incorporated Sue Mosey and the team over there did in fact get some private grants and they were able to certainly do certain things for the businesses over there. So my question is how they, you know, that was a three-year project, building that queue line up and down Woodward Avenue. Any idea, any idea how those businesses did? 
Oh, throughout the uh, construction of the queue line? Yeah. What, was there any, another, let me rephrase that. Was there any type of business support uh, that was offered you know, to those businesses? I know some people might say it's apples or oranges. I don't think it's apples and oranges because you're talking about entrepreneurs and small businesses up and down Woodward Avenue, and they're trying mm-hmm. to survive that major reinvention of Woodward Avenue to, to certainly get it ready for the queue line versus Livernois, which is a seven mile on Livernois between seven and eight mile. They're going through mm-hmm. a similar type of challenge in terms of businesses being down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do know that obviously that was a very impactful project for businesses on that corridor. Um, I know of a couple businesses that um, that did in fact close. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I forget the specific name, uh, but I do recall that um, upon the sale of the property, they were um, uh, compensated handsomely mm-hmm. for the property. Um, so yes, there were there were struggles for for businesses, but uh, sort of in the same vein as the. Uh, uh, living on construction, um, the payout is going to be uh, um, uh, a place where patrons um, and motorists and customers are, uh, in theory, going to be drawn to. Um, so after the the queue line was 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 constructed and and uh, and the construction stopped on it. I think we saw that a lot of businesses um, were rewarded in their patience and perseverance um, by um, having another major avenue, another major way for pedestrians to get to their business and spend money. Um, so I think it's at this point, uh, it's, it's uh, pain before progress, uh, so to speak. Um, and hopefully once the, the project is delivered, um, the businesses are, are going to be thriving. Well, Kurt Nagel, I want to thank you. I know you're going to stay on top of the story for Crane Detroit Business. Thank you for calling in and uh, keep me posted. Let's keep each other posted. Let's see where we go from here. Thank you very much for calling in. We appreciate you. Sure. Thanks for having me, Mark. Thank you.